0: well praise the lord everyone it is so good again to be in the house of the lord amen this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, we welcome you to Calvary Apostolic Church of La Crosse, Wisconsin tonight. Amen. We're thankful that you have chosen to join with us for a Bible study tonight, and we're excited about God's Word and what God is going to show us and fold to us. Amen. And this lesson, this is a new series we're starting this month, we're going to be talking about a living sacrifice. Amen. But before we get started, Amen, we want to go to the Lord in prayer again, asking Him to continue to help us through this pandemic and the situations that we're going through in our lives uh, in every situation. Father, we call to you. God, I know there's nothing impossible for you to do, oh God. Your word tells me that I can do all things. Uh, through Christ who scripted this me, oh God, and I thank you again tonight for your strength. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your truth, uh, everything that you provide. Oh God, I give thanks, oh God. Uh, I thank you today for the cool breeze that blows upon us, oh God. Uh, I thank you for a roof over our head. I thank you for clothes upon our backs tonight. Uh, I thank you for vehicles to travel in, oh God. I thank you for food uh, and drink oh God that you have provided for us Lord uh, I thank you Lord God that you are continually to heal the bodies oh God uh, I thank you that you continue to bring newness of life out of darkness oh God uh, I thank you Lord Jesus again today that you hear your children when they call Lord I thank you for the promises uh, that is in your word oh God and I thank you that you fulfill every one of those promises uh, that you have given Given us to, O God, uh, you said that they that wait upon the Lord uh, shall renew their strength. Uh, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Uh, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Uh, I thank you, Lord God, that you have given me an opportunity and showed me how not to faint, O God. Uh, you said in your word you would that men would pray and not faint. Uh, God, I'm going to call upon you continuously from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. Not only am I going to praise you and give worship and thanks to you, uh, I'm going to make my petition known uh, because I know you are a God that hears and I know that you're a God that answers. Oh God, and I trust you for the right answer. Uh, It may not be my way or my will, oh God, but I know all things do work together for good. Uh, To them that love you, to them who are the called uh, according to your purpose, O God. Uh, I want your perfect will to be done in every situation uh, in my life, O God, and in the lives of others. uh, And I will give you glory. I will give you honor, I give you thanks, O oh God, uh, and I give you praise again tonight, Jesus, for just being so kind and so good. Uh, and we're asking you to enlighten us uh, through your word, O oh God, again tonight, Jesus. Uh, I thank you, Lord, again today. Praise God. <clears throat> praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Will every hour of the day, keep me dear, Lord, I pray. Let me walk in the gospel light. Let me hold fast to Him so my way won't grow dim. Let me walk in the gospel light. Oh, let me walk. In the light, in the great gospel light, oh, let me walk in the gospel light till my journey is over and I travel no more. Let me walk in the gospel light with the world. Full of fear, many burdens to bear. Let me walk in the gospel light till I reach heaven's shore, where we'll tempt it no more. Let me walk in the gospel light. Oh, let me walk. In the light, in the great gospel light. Oh, let me walk in the gospel light till my journey is over and I'll travel no more. Let me walk in the gospel light. Though my friends turn me down and the world on me frown, let me walk in the gospel light. Till the sitting of sun and my work here is done, let me walk in the gospel light. Oh, let me walk in the light, in the grave gospel light. Oh, let me walk in the gospel light till my journey is over and I'll travel no more. Let me walk in the gospel light. Well, let me walk in the light in the great Sweet gospel lie, oh, let me walk in the gospel light. Till my journey is over and I'll travel no more. Let me walk in the gospel light. Oh, every hour of the day, keep me dear. Lord, I pray, let me walk in the gospel light. Let me hold fast to him so my way won't grow dim. Let me walk in the gospel light. Oh, let me walk in the light in the great gospel light. Oh, let me walk in the gospel light, till my journey is over and I'll travel no more, let me walk in the gospel light. Oh, let me walk in the light, in the great gospel light. Oh, let me walk in the gospel light, till my journey is over and I'll travel no more. Let me walk in the gospel light. Hallelujah. God, I thank you again tonight, Father. Every hour of the day, dear God, I pray, let me walk... (laughs) In this gospel light, oh God, till my journey is over and I travel no more. Let me walk in the gospel light, Jesus. Lord, keep me close to you. Praise God in every way. Hallelujah. Dear Lord, I pray. Let me walk in the gospel light. Till my journey is over. me and i travel no more let me walk in the gospel light we are serving a mighty and awesome god amen and that's what we need to walk because the bible says that god is light and in him is no darkness at all and jesus is the God of all creation, of heaven and earth. Uh, he is the light. Jesus says in John 8, 12, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light uh, of life. Amen. John tells us in First John chapter 1, verse 5, he says, This is the message uh, that we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, uh, and in him is no darkness at all. Praise God. So we want to continue to walk in the light of the gospel. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we want to keep walking, amen, according to his perfect will and his perfect way. Amen. Now last month we was talking about, uh, compassion. Amen. Growing in compassion. Hopefully everybody has, you know, got that down pat. Amen. That you are, amen, helping to alleviate suffering of others. you know, practice and compassion. And so tonight we want to start a new series, as I said, for this month. And, and we're going to be talking about a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice. Romans chapter 12 tonight. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Now, if you've been around the church any while or any time, you know, you probably heard this this passage of Scripture probably a million times, if not more. You know, there's a lot of people that has preached from this passage of Scripture. There's been a lot of teaching from this passage of Scripture. Amen. Paul writing to the church at Rome here says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. Now notice what Paul is saying here. He says, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you, brothers, to present your body or give your bodies to God. Because of all the things that he's done for you. Amen. You are, as a believer, praise God, you should be a living sacrifice. Giving everything. Amen. The kind of living, the kind of life that God would want to accept. This is where Paul is coming from. The book of Rome is divided into two parts. Part one deals with the plan of salvation, justification by faith, and sanctification through the Holy Ghost. Part two deals with practical living. Mainly, it is about exhortation and instructions concerning the duties of a Christian. Romans 12 present one of the finest summaries of Christian duties from in found in the Scripture. The apostle Paul, having finished the doctrinal part of the epistle in chapters one through eleven, proceed to that which is more practical. Chapters twelve through sixteen and enforces the duty of religion, which we should observe and do. Notice it's divided into two parts. Amen. He tells you first part about salvation, and then the second part of his book or his letter, he teaches us. How to live. Amen. As Christians. And if you notice here, praise God. He talks about the duties of religion. James, as we have studied in times past, also enforces the same principles as if you've listened to our teaching on Sunday, you, you see the same concept by all of God's apostles and all of his disciples that are teaching or writing they seem to have that same common thread that's running. As Jude said, they had a common salvation. And so their, uh, so their teaching is going to be the same. That's why when you look at Galatians 2, when Paul is explaining to the church at Galatia, he says, you know, after his salvation, after he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he says, you know, I went into the desert. Uh, and then after that, two years I came and I went up to Jerusalem and I met with, Peter, James, and John, and I realized that we all have the same thing. It was just that they was going to go to the circumcision, which was the Jews, and he was to go to the uncircumcision, which was the Gentiles, and not forget the poor. And Paul says we was going to do that anyhow because that's part of the doctrinal message. Praise God. And so we talk see here, uh, he talks about the duties of religion. James tells us, James 1, that pure religion and undefiled before the Father is this to visit the widows and orphans uh, in their distress or afflictions and keep yourselves unspotted from the world. If you say you have religion, then you've got to come out of the world. You've got to let the world go. Praise God. You you want to live now for Jesus. Uh, And so Paul goes on uh, here, amen, and he talks about, and since that all things are of God, and by God and to God, then the saints ought to present their bodies to him and to know, to approve, and to do God's will. Amen. We need to learn what God's will is. Amen. Paul says this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you keep yourself unspotted from the world. It, that's the will of God. Pray without ceasing and everything gives thanks. But this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Amen. So since we... Have nothing but what we have received from God. We ought not to think too highly of ourselves or uh, glory in our accomplishments and attainment, but become living sacrifices. Amen. And this is what God is desiring and asking of us to do. And the writer of here, of Paul, is he saying to us, "I beseech you, I plead with you, or I beg you, to become." Live in sacrifices so that you will be acceptable unto God. You see, under the Old Testament, the sacrifice had to be the perfect thing. It had to be the right thing. They just could not reach down and, and get anything and bring uh, to the Lord. Amen. If you notice in Malachi chapter 1 verse 8, Malachi chapter 1 verse 8, Malachi. Chapter one, verse eight, just before we go into the, out of the Old Testament into the new, Malachi writes, and if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person? Said the Lord of hosts. Amen. We don't want to give God second nature. We don't want to give God things that are, are not right, that he's asking us to do in his word. See, if I'm going to be a living sacrifice, then my life must betray the very best that I can be for God. I want God to be able to accept to me when this thing is all over, when I enter those gates, uh, when I stand before the judgment seats of of Almighty God uh, when this thing is over, I want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Uh, Enter into the joy that was prepared for you before the foundation of the whole earth, Amen. So, what does it mean to be a living sacrifice, Amen? Notice, Amen. The word "a living sacrifice" means that it is alive; it is not dead. Peter right into the church, uh, and First Peter chapter two, verse one through ten, Peter says, "Amen." Wherefore, lay aside all malice. And all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. See, we have got to get into the part uh, that we love the word of God. We've got to get into the part the way we studied the Word of God. This is why David says in Psalms 19, verse 7, The law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever." And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. David goes on, amen, in Psalms 119 verse 11 and says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. We want to get the Word of God inside of us uh, because Jesus says what goes in is what's going to come out. So if I get the Word of God to go into me, Amen. Then when I speak, I'm going to speak as the oracles of God. The Word of God is going to come out. The Word of God is going to be pleasant. The Word of God is going to be loving. My answer is going to be according to the Word of God, and it's going to change the lives of others. Uh, So Peter tells us uh, in Second uh, First Peter 2, amen, 1 through 10, he says, lay aside all that malice trying to get even amen get rid of that out of your life and all evil and guile. You remember, Jesus didn't have any god or evil words in his mouth. Amen. we got to lay this stuff aside and the hypocrisies. We don't want to be hypocrites uh, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. Uh, we want to be the real deal because if we say that we're Christians, then it's not just inside of the four walls of a church. Uh, as a Christian, it means no matter where you go, no matter where you live, no matter where you travel, you are the same because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he says, and lay aside all envy and evil speakings uh, as newborn babes uh, desire the sincere milk of the word so that you can grow. If so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Amen. Notice, he says, all you need is a taste. That's why David says in Psalms 34, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that put his trust in him. If God has ever answered a prayer for you, then you've tasted God's graces and gracious and his mercy. If God has ever healed you, you've tasted his goodness and his mercy. Amen. That should be just enough. Amen, you don't need to eat the whole steak to start with to turn out the to determine if it's good or not. You don't have to have the whole pie or the whole cake amen to just know that it's going to be good when I was a kid and my mother would would bake a cake and she'd let me have the bowl and and the and the spoon where she made the batter. Amen. When I tasted that batter, amen, off that spoon and in that bowl, and I want to stick my whole head in there and lick, you know, all I was getting was just a taste of the end product which was going to come out. Uh, and that cake was always so good. Amen. I can remember when I was a little boy, my friend's uh, mother made a banana pudding once uh and we was out playing and he and I came about the kitchen and all of a sudden I looked over there on the stove and that banana pudding was looking good. And I got the lusting after it and I talked him into just letting him take a little spoon and let me taste just a little bit. Uh, he says, no, my mama is going to be mad if we we mess with that banana pudding because. We're going to have that at the church uh, and stuff. And I talked to him and it got a spoon and I said, I'm just going to taste a little bit. Uh, and I took one little taste. Amen. And boy, was that good. Uh, and I got another taste uh, and I got another taste. Uh, and the next thing I know, it was a big piece missing. <laughs> amen. But. Uh, Just a taste, uh, amen. Jonathan, amen, in the 14th chapter of 1 Samuel, amen, after he had fallen against the Philistines, uh, amen, and he came down and God had dropped honey all through the woods, uh, and Jonathan, amen, took his staff, uh, because there was no swords at that time, uh, and he took a staff uh, and dipped it in the honey, and he tasted it, uh, and his eyes were open. Amen. And Jonathan says to the people, see how my eyes is open because I taste it just a little bit of honey. I've come to tell you, amen, if you just taste it, oh, taste and see that God is good. I guarantee you, my friend, if you taste him and you don't like him, the devil will take you back every time. Let me say that again. If you taste God and you don't like him, the devil will take you back every time. Praise God. So Peter goes on and he says here, To whom coming as unto living stone, a living stone, excuse me, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, you also as lively stones are built up for a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, notice, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God. Notice here, to offer up spiritual sacrifices. What are these spiritual sacrifices? Amen. It can't mean bulls and goats. Amen, and all the other junk uh, like caned, uh fruits and vegetables off the at the ground. Amen. It, it it means we've got to offer ourselves. We've got to offer our will, our words, and our action of praise and worship. Uh, amen. The writer of Hebrews 13, 15 says, By him let us offer the sacrifices of praise uh, continually with the fruit of our lips, uh, giving thanks uh, unto his name, Hebrews 13, 15. Amen. Notice, by him, by Jesus Christ. Uh, amen. Let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God Continually. This is why the Psalms would say, and Psalms 113, Praise ye the Lord. Praise all you servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. From this time forth and even forevermore. From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised, for the Lord is high and his name is above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God on high? Amen. Who, amen. Who humbled themselves and became obedient unto them. Uh, amen. We've got to understand the value of sacrifice uh, and presenting to God uh, the best uh, that it is. Uh, some somebody wrote a song. I give myself away so you can use me. Amen. We have to become that living sacrifice. Amen. So that we can offer up spiritual sacrifices. We're not fleshly beings. We are spiritual beings. Uh, Amen. So if I'm a spiritual being, uh, then my sacrifice has got to be spiritual. Praise God. We want to be what God has offered up for us. Amen. He offered himself. Amen. So we should offer ourselves. Uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, praise God. Peter goes on, says, Wherefore also it contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe he's precious, but unto them which is beyond disobedience, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the headstone of the corner, and the stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient. See, as a living sacrifice, disobedience has got to get out of your system. Amen. You can't be disobedient to the word of God, to the things of God. Amen. Whereunto you are also appointed, but you are chosen generation, your royal priesthood, your holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him which has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, which in times past was not a people. But now you're the people of God, which have not obtained mercies, but now you've obtained mercy. Now, now look at that passage. You're the people of God. So if I'm the person that belongs to God, then do I represent him? Does my life reflect God? See, I want to offer him the best. That I can. And that means I've got to offer me the right way. I've got to get sin out of my life. Hebrews 13, 15 says, amen. Hebrews 13, 15. But to do good, Hebrews 13, uh, 14, 16 Yeah, 16, excuse me. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Notice, to do good. We have to learn how to do good. And to communicate. The word communicate means to be on your best behavior. Say, so I've have to learn how to do good and to be on my best behavior, and don't forget it, because this sacrifice, God is well pleased. When I take it upon myself that say I'm doing good and I'm not going to do wrong, God is going to be pleased. See, when I have the best behavior that I can. God is gonna be well pleased. Notice what Paul tells Timothy now and first Timothy three verse fifteen and verse sixteen. First Timothy three fifteen and verse sixteen. But if I tarry long Amen and I'm and I'ma just play on words here for a minute, but if God delays his coming any longer. That thou mayest know how thou oughtest to what? Behave thyself in the house of God. Now listen. Paul will tell the church in Corinth. He says, know you not that you are the temple of God? You're not your own. You were brought with a the price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. So if God delay his coming, you need to know how you ought to act uh, and to behave in the house of this temple of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. Amen. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up in the glory. Now, let's go back to Psalms 101. Psalms 101, still sticking with this behavior thing and being right before God. The psalmist, David writes, credit with this psalm. He says, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. Verse 2. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the works of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A forward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person who so privily slander his neighbor. Him will I cut off. Him that have a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of our Lord. But notice what he says in verse 2. I will behave myself wisely. Praise God in a perfect way. He says here, Oh, when would I come before the Lord? I will walk within my house in a perfect heart. Amen. David would say in Psalms 57, my heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. Psalms 57, seven. He says, my heart is fixed. I will rise and I will give Thanks. Uh, I will sing praise uh, to my God. Uh, If my heart has got to be fixed, Uh, and so Paul has said, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you, that you present your body living sacrifices, holy. And acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, uh, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So Peter says here, Amen I in times past you was not a people, but now you are the people of God. So as the people of God, I need to live like I belong to God. You're not a dead stone. He says, you're a living stone. That's why Jesus says to the Jews when he came into Jerusalem on the donkey, they says, tell them to be quiet. He says, if these hold their peace, the rocks is going to cry out. Amen. Amen. Those living stones of the Gentiles, amen, is going to start worshiping, praise God. The sacrifice was to be the absolute best. It was to be living and not dead. Praise God, and this is why David uh, would sell Arona, and Second Samuel twenty four twenty four. When Arona tried to just give David the place for the altar, Amen, to do his sacrifice, uh, David says to Arona, No, 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 but I will surely buy it. It of thee, amen, at the price, uh, neither will I offer burnt offerings uh, unto the Lord, my God, or that which doth not cost me nothing. Amen, we have got to be amen your it's got to cost you something. Amen. Sometimes you've got to go through the pain process. Sometimes you've got to go through the rejection process. Sometimes you've got to be hated by your neighbors, by your family. Amen. For this living God, so that you can present your body a living sacrifice. It's got to cost you something. You've got to die to this world. Amen. If you're going to be accepted by God, Paul says, he left everything behind, amen, so that he could serve uh, the living God. It was a total consecration, amen. If you're going to serve God, you're going to have have total consecration to serve God. The Bible tells us in Numbers 32 that Caleb and, and Joshua, they wholly followed the Lord. In other words, they gave everything. They knew, they committed themselves to God, to serve God. And as a result, they wholly followed Him. And they were the only two of the ten spies that went into the promised land. Amen. Praise God. So the book of Romans, Paul is trying to teach us how to live as Christians. See... We get saved, but then people aren't taught how to live. See, getting baptized and, and, and not going on to perfection isn't going to do you any good. See, you want to move on to perfection and to move into becoming perfect in the Lord means you've got to get out of the flesh. You've got to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you to myself, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. From all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, and let's perfect holiness and the fear of God. All holiness is is separated from the world and set apart unto God. That's what you want to be. So Paul is trying to teach us in the twelfth chapter to the sixteenth chapter how to live practically as Christians for the Lord Jesus Christ, and how to be that living sacrifice, amen, for him. Not until we learn how to control and manage this body and this flesh can we become a living sacrifice. You've got to learn how to control this thing. And God has already told you, I give you power. To tread off serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall harm you. You've got the power. You've got the ability. If you say you've been born again of the water and the spirit, if you say that you have the Holy Ghost living inside of you, then you should be able to control you. Solomon says in Proverbs 25, 28, he that have no, no, um, control over his own spirit, a rule over his own spirit, is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Amen. If you can't control you, the enemy shall will. Let me say that again. If you can't control you to do what is right, the enemy will destroy you every time. That's why Paul told Timothy, he said, look, if I'm delaying getting there, he says, I want you to know how you ought to act and behave in the house of God. That's why the assumption says, I will behave myself in a perfect way in my house. Amen. We're the temple of God. So we have to learn how to live as born-again believers. As a born-again believer, you have no business carrying baggage. You're supposed to be as light as a feather. But too many so called born again believers and Christians is carrying too much baggage. See, if you are born again, then you got rid of the baggage load. You should be free, because my Bible says in John eight thirty two. And whom the Son has made free, he is free indeed. Peter says, Cast in all your cares upon the Lord, for he careth for you. Amen. We have got to realize that we should be free. We got to make up our minds to live according to the word of God. I'm begging you to present your body. A living sacrifice. There's no condemnation to them who are in Christ, Jesus, Paul says in Roman 8. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. Amen. We've been made free. So why are you walking around with baggage? Why are you walking around? Amen gossiping and all these things. You have got to make up your mind. It's going to have to be either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve the flesh. You're not going to have it both ways if you're going to be a sacrifice, a living sacrifice. Amen. You can make it if you just make up your mind. You've got to renew your thinking in this process. Notice Ephesians 4. Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 17. And I'll try to get through the fifth chapter in the fifth verse. Amen. Now notice Paul writing to the church at Ephesus here. Starting with verse 17. He says, This I say, therefore, and testify of the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. See, as a born-again believer, you should not be ignorant. Paul told the church, he says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, how all our fathers was under the cloud and passed through the sea and was all baptized by Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and they all did have the same spiritual meat, and they all did have the same spiritual drink, for they drank from that rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Amen. We should not be ignorant of the things of God. We should not be in darkness. You are the children of the day. You're not of the night. You're the children of the day. Your Father, Jesus Christ, is the light. Uh, You belong to Him. You should not be ignorant, uh, but you should be smart. Uh, If James says, if you like wisdom, let him ask of God. Who giveth to every man liberally, and embraceth not? But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavers like a wave of the sea, tossed... And driven, We have got to work it out, uh, amen, ourselves. Uh, We've got to get into the Word of God. We've got to study the Word of God so that we're not ignorant, uh, amen, and walking in darkness and blind. Paul says, if this gospel is hid, it's hid to them who's lost, uh, whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ, uh, who is the image of God, should be shown or revealed to them. You don't want to be blind. Jesus says if the blind lead the blind, they both was going to fall in the ditch. Praise God. You don't want to be ignorant. You've got to be study. If you've got the light, then you've got the way. If you've got the way, then you've got the truth. And if you've got the truth, then you've got God. And the last time I checked, there's no one greater than Him. So you have no business being ignorant. You have no business being blind if you say that God's in you. You have to get into the Word of God so that you see how to live according to what God has told you and how you live according to the Word of God. This is the the way. This is the truth. This is the life. You've got to get into it so that you're not ignorant. Amen. Don't sit there and, and complain about, oh, I can't do this. And, oh, this is too hard for me. And, oh, I don't believe I have to do all that to be saved. Well, let me tell you something. Paul writing to the Church of Romans. And Romans chapter 4, verse 3, he said, well, what if some did not believe? He says, shall their unbelief make the word of God without none effect? He says, God forbid you let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. You have got to realize that if it's in the word of God, it's true. All oh, Scripture is inspired by God. It is of no private interpretation. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So if you're ignorant to the things of God, if you're still blind to the things of God, and how to live according to God's Word is because you're not studying to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth you've got to get into the word of God amen and hold fast unto the things of God Paul wrote to the church at Philippi in the second chapter in the 11th and 12th verse uh, he says as you have obeyed in my presence he says much more now In my absence. He says you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. If you don't think I'm true, do you work it out yourself? We have to not be ignorant. Paul says in the last days they'll worship the creature more than the creator who's blessed forever. If you stop and read Romans chapter 1 right now, it is wide open. Amen. It's wide open. Praise God. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For herein is the power revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just has got to live by faith. Hallelujah. So Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant, and I don't want you to be blind. Verse 19. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. They have no shame, he's saying, of their sin. Their wrongdoing, their actions—they have no shame. You know, they boast about it, and that's what Paul says is going to happen in the last day. What you've seen going on in the world today shouldn't surprise you. You shouldn't be ignorant of of all the body piercing and the tattooing and and the the, the pajama wearing to Walmart and Kmart and and all the other places. You, you that shouldn't surprise you. You know. The things we're seeing taken forth in the world today, they shouldn't surprise you. You should be not be ignorant of these things. We already told you. They already told you it was coming. You know, so how do so many people get blind? Jesus says, here's condemnation. Light's come into the world. But men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. See, but if you love the light, you're going to come to the light. Amen. That your deeds might be manifested, that they are works of God. See, a true born-again believer is going to stay in the light. He's not going to go away from the Word of God. He's going to live according to the Word of God because he's tasted and he realized how good it truly is. He realized how good God has been to him, amen, and where God has brought him from and what God has done for him, and he's not about to go back. Caleb and Joshua realized, amen, if it had not been for God, they would have been slaves in Egypt, amen. They saw what God had done. Did for them, how God had brought them out, uh, amen, of the miry clay and, and set their foot upon a rock and they established their going, amen. But Paul says, amen, but the time passed, they've given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But notice verse 20, but you, you have not learned Christ. Amen. You, you didn't. You, this did not come from Christ. Notice, it, it, this is not of Christ. So you need to know where it's coming from. It's coming from the devil. Amen. So if you're still practicing that old way, not righteousness, as John says, you are the devil, and you love not loving your brother. You are the devil. I don't care how you slice, dice, and cut it. Agree with me or not agree with me. I'm a good judge. You by your fruit. He goes on here and say, verse 21, if be so be that you have heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. Notice the truth is in Jesus. That's why John would say, and the Word was made flesh, and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 17, 17. sanctified him through thy truth, thy word is truth. John 14, 6. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh to the Father. But by me, Paul says, uh, if you're still doing the old things, the old ways, if you're ignorant and then you're blind and you're living in lasciviousness uh, and the pathway of all uncleanness and greediness, uh, then you don't know Christ. You have not learned Christ, because Christ is truth, and if I'm His, then I've got to live truth. I gotta walk according to the word of God. For the word is a lamp unto my feet, is a light unto my pathway, because God is the word, and he lightens my light my path and my direction. Verse twenty two that you put off the concerning the former behavior or conversation of the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed, where? In the spirit of your mind. Renew the way you're thinking. Renew the way you're acting. Amen. And that you put on the new man, which hath a God, is created in righteousness and true holiness. Amen. We have got to realize, amen, something here. We have to be able, amen, to see, amen. We have to be able to make sure that we are renewing our mind in the way that we think here. Amen. We have to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus pulls right in here. Amen. We got to put off that old man, the former conversation, the former behavior of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of our mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created and righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, verse 25. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry, and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to him that need it. Let no corrupt Communications proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Now, notice how Paul lays these things out here. He says, if you, you got to learn Christ. He says, you've got to cleanse yourself. You've got to get some things out of you if you're going to be a living sacrifice for the Lord. You can't keep doing the same old things, amen, that you used to do and call yourself a Christian and call yourself being born again. If you act like the world, you're going to be like the world, amen. If you operate your life, the same way as the people in the world does, you're going to be right back where you started from. Amen. You have to make up your mind amen, that you're not going to follow the same old pattern that you did before. As the old saying goes, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Amen. If you're going to still fornicate and still do the same old things that you always did and call yourself a Christian, I've got to I got a, a a bridge I want to sell you in China. Amen. You've got to change. Notice what Paul says. You've got to know how you ought to act and behave in this house. Amen. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Real quick, go to first Corinthians chapter uh, six verse nine know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetish nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extorters, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Verse 17, But he that is joined... To the Lord is one spirit. Amen. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God? You are not your own, for you are brought with the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirits, which are God's. You belong to God. Go to first, chapter 15, real quick here. First Corinthians 15:45, 45, verse 45. But as it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul; the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that which was first What's not spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterwards, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they that are heavenly. As we have borne the image of the earthy, the earthy, we must also bear the image of the heavenly. We have got to become like Jesus Christ. Amen. We don't want to, to keep walking after the flesh, after our father Adam. Amen. That was the purpose for Jesus coming, to bring change unto our lives. Amen. So that we could be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable Service and I plea with you come out from among them and be separate, said the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Well, we need to bring this ship to a haven for a few minutes. We're going to anchor the dock. We're going to throw out the anchor. Amen. And we're going to, we're going to hold it right here until next week. Amen. Same bet channel, same bet time. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Just joking around. But we're going to be on track and on time and on target. Amen. As we study how to become a living sacrifice, because I want you to be there. I want you to meet Jesus. I want you to be living your life free. I don't want you to be entangled with the yokes of bondage of this world, my brothers and sisters. I want you to wake up every morning with a joy and a smile on yourself. Uh, Amen. And you will be able to sing, Life is good because God is. uh, Life is good because I'm his new light springing up, walking in the sun, walking hand in hand and having some fun because God is good and life is good. So, so good all the time. Praise God. Amen. So we cease not to pray for you. Know that I'm praying for you. Amen. I pray that each one of you under the sound of my voice will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and that God will bless you and he will keep you, my brothers and sisters. If you keep your mind stayed upon him, he will give you the joy and peace to carry you through this situation until is coming. Amen. Don't forget, we'll still be live streaming online this Sunday, prayer time at 9 o'clock. Amen. Sunday morning, and then 9.30, we have our discipleship. We're talking about the epistles of John. Please join us for that. And then we'll have our worship service at 10.30. Amen. And you can see, you can log in with us on Facebook, Chicaver Apostolic Church, UPCI, or CAC Uh Lacrosse. Amen. So let me encourage you, amen, to join uh, with us also, we are, don't forget, we are praying three times a day, amen, as Daniel prayed, amen. So let's continue to call upon the Lord, amen. Also, the messages are being posted that we teach and preach on YouTube at Calvary Apostolic Church of La Crosse. Amen, you have to look for my lovely face to make sure you get the right one, okay? God bless you, folks. I love you dearly. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name.